Hello! If you're listening to me, then you have downloaded one of the archival episodes of Pod on Pod. This is a show that doesn't really exist anymore. I am Joel Sharpton. I'm one of the hosts. Josh Shirley is my co-host. And for a couple of years, we reviewed podcasts under the title of Pod on Pod. We have since moved. And you can now find all of our reviews, subscribe to us, and get the latest stuff at alwayslisteningpod.com. Or follow us on Twitter, on Facebook at AlwaysPod. Or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash AlwaysListeningPod. Now, enjoy the review. There's only 24 hours in a day. I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to. There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts. Because it's not your daddy's radio. You're right, it's not, Josh. And we're your hosts. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And this week we're going to be discussing The Bugle. from <laughs> Exactly, from John Oliver and Andy Zaltzman. It is a, um, a satirical politics and news podcast. I have been waiting for us to do this show since the concept of Pod on Pod. Um, not only that, but this is a show that you pushed to me, like from early in your podcasting life, and you refused I to just, listen. Stonewalled I, me to not listening. I just thought, hey, I'm already getting John Oliver in my Daily Show. I don't, I don't need to get him in but my you're earbuds not. too. No, you're not getting the full Oliver. That's the real key, which Mention. is the opposite of the full Monty. Yes, yes. it's like getting directly out of the shower and putting on a three-piece suit. <laughs> in case you, I am now in the full Oliver. In case you've just stumbled across this podcast, what we do every week is we review a different podcast for you so that you don't have to. We try to bring you a, a large sample size, three or four, five, six episodes each uh, of a different show that we've listened to. We discuss it based on four criteria, give you a broad idea of what the show's about, and then you can know whether this is the next great podcast for you. We think there's something out there for everybody and we're trying to help you find your next favorite show. This week's show is The Bugle. Since 2007, October 2007, John Oliver, uh, senior um, or former senior analyst for uh, The Daily Show, now the host of, what's the name of his new show, Last Week Tonight on HBO. It's uh, John Oliver from the States and then Andy Zaltzman, uh, who is located in the UK. And if you currently are watching last week tonight with john oliver and you like it you're going to love the bugle yeah it's a very similar if you've watched john oliver's hbo show which premiered just a few weeks back this is a very similar show um let's go to our um criteria that we discuss every week audio quality host likability production values and content each and every week we break the shows down uh, based on those uh, different um areas Audio quality is the first one I want to talk about, and it's a big one for this show. If there is a black eye for this show to have, really, it is audio quality. See, I was I was just gonna I'm crowing about the show, and then at the end of my note, I get down to to a problem. Here's what happens: if you go back and you listen to older episodes, we talk about co-location a lot yeah. on the show, whether the hosts are in the same place or whether they're not. If they're not, you're generally doing the thing by Skype or something like that. So you've got 
digital noise um, from one host to the other. So I feel like in this show, Andy is the one doing the recording, and often it's John calling in. Yes, but until recently, with the the massive amount of publicity and, and work that he's been doing surrounding the launch of the HBO show, I think, it sounded so crystal clear. I was convinced that he was calling from somewhere. He had like an ISDN line or yeah. something at his home. It, it is just tremendous to know that these guys are on opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean. John Oliver in the States in L.A. or New York or whatever. Andy Zaltzman in the U.K. And yet this show a lot of times sounds like they're both in the same professional studio. Great audio quality on most episodes. I'm literally writing down this note, and a new episode started in my podcaster podcast app. It was the latest one at yeah, the time. Yeah, it's bad. And it's, it's uh, John Oliver literally on the phone. And it talks like this. You know, blah, 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 blah. And the combination of the thick accents for both of the, yeah. them, they yeah. both speak very rapidly. You combine that with the phone, those episodes are a little hard to get through. I f- yes, I feel like some of the quality issues... And I feel like the accents will turn some people off this podcast and people won't give it a shot based on those things. And both of them can be overcome. I think generally both of them are overcome. From time to time, though, and especially now with with John's new commitments, I think the audio quality might take a little bit of a downturn, though, unfortunately. Host likability is the next area that we discuss. John Oliver... You know him, you like him. Yeah, he was a super likable guy already. Yeah. But last summer, to me, as he filled in as the as the main host of the Daily Show while John Stewart took off, you knew this guy was about to get a yeah. big gig. He was he's going to get an upgrade somewhere. He was too much of a personality not to. So his new show on HBO is very very good. If you haven't seen it, you got an extra thirty minutes worth of John Oliver um, every week, which is not a bad thing at all. Andy but, has been. The delight of this show. Oh, my gosh, man. Uh, and I love the way they play. They've been friends for years. That's obvious. Yeah. And as we've talked before, that long-term relationship comes across in the in the audio. But he is so, so – he's whip smart and like a wordsmith. The way that he puts words together, the way that he puts those sentences together – the way that he forms them into paragraphs to get a point across. Now, granted, this is highly satirical. Yes. And it's a high level of satire. The way that he does it is like a magician. Okay. You think he's starting out one way. You hear the bit, and it turns out that he zigged when you thought he was going to zag. Ah, I gotcha. Yes. You like how I just did that? I did. I do like that. You brought it all together. And I love I, I love it. This is this is probably the wittiest, smartest podcast that I listen to weekly. It's 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 gotta be one of the smartest, wittiest podcasts out there. Like I don't it, it's incredibly smart. As a matter of fact, it might be almost too smart for its own good. Here's where I think it's gonna lose some Americans. In that it's too smart? No, it pokes fun at us a bit. Because of the things that they talk about are global most of the time. And let's face it, we don't care. Yeah, most of those stories. Most of those I stories don't care are. about Modi and the India, uh, election in India. Honestly, I don't wake up thinking about it. I, I'll go a week and not think about it. Until John Oliver reminds you in a humorous way. And how ridiculous it is that I don't care. 
I was just listening to a new episode, I mean, like yesterday. But they also poke fun at themselves, and whenever they get started on the royal family, it's it's great. Very much so. If you, I, I don't know how much um, British humor you like in general, but one of the things that I like most about British comedians is the like post empire mentality like they very much have well the british have uh, in, long since before my lifetime been the best they're ever going to be and it's all downhill from here and yet there's humor in that ricky gervais yeah. is maybe the best example of that he talks about it a lot but i think any british comic has to either react to that in opposition to it some somehow or put their spin on that that post empire mentality these guys are very good at at you know uh milking the heck out of the humor that there is to be had about the empire but also i love when they turn to the states though and that's what i was gonna say in the last episode there's a joke about i i feel i feel the way i i feel the way i feel about the new world the same way that um uh 16th century Brits did just don't let the Dutch get their hands on it or something like that. And I, I just, it tickled my funny bone for some reason. I was just, I, I love these guys, especially yeah. when they make fun of they're, the They're the endearing. Yankees. They're endearing. Yes. Hostability is real high on this show. Let's go to production values. All of their episodes are well done. They go back to a little bit of the old radio style. They've got yes. intros and outros and sounders and, you know, sound effects and sweepers and all that sort of and stuff. And in this show, I don't mind it. Because it fits, it fits the show. Yes, like they're not putting in different production items just to put them in there. Like I feel like it's well thought out, and it and it fits the personality. Well, and it fits the whole idea of the thing. Their tagline is an audio newspaper for a visual world. Yeah, and it is. It feels like hey, we have packaged all of this information together, and we're going to shove it out here in a big bundle. And most shows, I bag on production value for intros and outros and sounders i don't mind it on this one their recap episodes i think are the best example of this they're particularly well done oh, yeah yes, like if yes. you go back and listen to one of the episodes i listened to was um to episode 254.5 the 2013 year in review that was a great one and it's a perfect example of how this style with the sound effects and all the production values, it really does make for a great show. And you're right. It fits what they're trying to do. Let's go on to the content itself. And this is where my one problem with the show comes in. Well, let's hear it. These two guys have brilliant ideas. Yeah. They have hilarious jokes. They yeah. have charming personalities. They keep it topical. They seem determined to cram all of that all of it that they have into 30 minutes a week. Just like slow down. Let a joke breathe once in a while. Let me breathe once in a while. Andy in particular will punchline on punchline on punchline on punchline on punchline. And all of those are something that you could laugh out loud at. Okay, so you watch the Colbert Report. Yes. I feel about the bugle for podcasting like I felt about the Colbert Report for television okay there's not another show not another talk show not another host's show that has more jokes per minute than the colbert rapport and it's because he is playing a character fair enough right he's not really being himself and it's heavy satire i think that would be putting it mildly yeah the bugle is the exact same way except it's two british guys doing it that's how i feel about it <laughs> okay that's fair enough i suppose 
So that style is going to have the joke after joke after joke. It has to in order for it to work. Well, okay, but what would you say about? Well, why not? Why not? So you're saying it wouldn't work if we're it not was... listening. You're not. Yeah, you're not listening to the show to learn about the guys. No, you're that's not listening true. to the show to hear some interesting interview about somebody's life. <laughs> I got it. In a I got world it. where six second videos rule the internet. <laughs> This is exactly the show it should be. And you're saying they gotta they gotta shove the the jokes into your ear. Some of them will uh, will splatter on the wall and stick, and some of them won't. It's not their problem which ones don't. What do you What do you think about this show as far as content goes? We talked about we've talked about several shows about spousability factor. Okay, Honey Bun. My wife is not interested in politics at all. She likes The Daily Show. Okay, she likes John Oliver. All right. Yeah. This show is too inside baseball to be of much interest to her. Rachel enjoys it. Yeah? This is one of the podcasts that like, – this is a safe podcast for me to play when she's around. Okay. Because she doesn't mind either one of the guys and anything she happens to hear, it would probably be funny to her too. She and, can ignore it when she wants it, to. Who doesn't want to hear an English accent while they're walking around the house? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sometimes we just turn it on to make ourselves feel smarter. I feel like, dude, it's real dense content. It is. It is a super dense show. That's that's almost to its detriment. That's my that's my point. Like, I really wish they'd unpack it a little bit. And if you think about, especially now with John not being available so often or whatever, when they're having to kind of stretch things, I why not let it breathe? They're not. They're not going. They're not going to do that. They're I know. They keep not. it the same way it is because this show. This show, the Bugle, is their writing process for. The, the the last week tonight. Last week tonight. Yeah, no, you're probably exactly right. I'm no, d- no, I know I'm exactly right because you can listen to an episode of The Bugle and then the previous, the next show that comes on for last week tonight will hit a lot of the same notes. Hmm. Does that bother you since Not you're a all. fan of both? No. It's different mediums. They're putting a slightly different take on it. It's like a second you draft. You can see the evolution of it. Do you have any particular favorite moments? No, like like this is this is the hard. It's a it's hard to pick out one one moment because that moment is sandwiched by two others that make it <laughs> that makes it that make it great. Right. I understand what you're saying. I'll say this: uh, if you're if you think you're on the border uh, on the fence, uh, so to speak, about this show, go and listen to the 2013 year in review episode. That's two fifty four point five. In particular. The entire discussion of Pope Benedict's retirement. That, yeah, that yeah. tickled me in a way that I can't even begin to tell you. When also, this is a very short show. It's a, it's, the reason you feel it's so dense is so, because it's 20 minutes, yes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes at the longest. Yeah. So they are packing a lot into a very small time frame. And it's one that I, that I highly suggest giving it the three-episode minimum. I'll, I'll agree with that. I did not like it the first episode. I was – Almost halfway through the second episode, I say when I say I didn't like it, the accents and the density of the humor was too. I was like, ah, this isn't going to be a show that I listen to that much. And halfway into the second one, you found your rhythm and you kind of found your feet and you can you can right. get into it. One of the things that we like to do on the show is um, give the show alternate titles that we think might be more descriptive of the podcast itself and an easier way for people to get on board. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they are right on the nose. Um, this show I want to rename. The actual name is called The Bugle, of course, and that's pretty descriptive. I want to rename it 30 Minutes, 300 Jokes. That's, that's me. <laughs> I want to rename it Soup Cans and a String. 
<laughs> Sometimes it sounds that way. Um, the well, you heart- know, it's just fun. I, I like thinking there's one soup can in, in England and one in New York. <laughs> a gigantic yeah. string across the yes. ocean. Um, we could call it the hardest working podcast in comedy. Ooh, that's an apt <laughs> description. Or how about last week tonight, colon, the podcast. I like uh, the last week tonight, the prequel. There you go. Last week tonight, tomorrow. Last week tonight, yesterday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so to wrap up the show, we try to give it a, a rating out of two possible earbuds each. Siskel and Ebert gave their uh, movies two thumbs up, so we'll give ours two earbuds up, but only if we really love it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that I'm going to give this show two earbuds. Really? I am. I am. It's the only two earbud show I'm probably not going to actually listen to every week. It, this is like it's like Downton Abbey. It's the podcasting equivalent of Downton Abbey. I'm going to tell everyone that I listen to the Bugle. I'm going to I'm going to subscribe to it and show it off in my podcast. I'm going to suggest it to other people. But frankly, I'm a dumb American and sometimes I I don't want my comedy quite this smart. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm going to give it one and a half. Okay? Justify yourself. I like it one and a half earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Why not go ahead and give it the full two? Because you subscribe to this, you listen I mean, every week. Uh, I don't. That's it. I don't. Listen you don't to always it every listen. week. I got gotcha. you. If it's only an Andy episode, if there's no new right. John Oliver, do you skip it? Uh, no, not so much because I really enjoy Andy. But sometimes if it's like a 12 minute show or an 18 minute show, I'm like, ah, uh, that's not really worth my time. See, that's so funny. The few shows that I listen to that are brief and occasionally get very brief. If I see that this week's is it like a five minute episode or a ten minute episode, I, just, I go to that one first. I'll skip other shows to listen to it because I'm like, oh, I can get it out of the way. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to invest that small amount of time into something. Hmm. It's like this. So I was watching Shark Tank. This is kind of beside the point, but it, it, it proves my point. Okay. I was watching Shark Tank last week, and there was an invention, an item that came on that people were trying to get them to back. And Lori on the show, who's the queen of QVC and has all these things in QVC, actually said, because everybody thought it was perfect for QVC. And she said it's not because the price point is too low. <laughs> it was like four bucks or something like that. And she said, you really want to get that for QVC, you want to get it up to 12 or 15 is, is the price point that we like to have on there. Right. So it's the, it's the same philosophy for, for me. The, the price point for an 18-minute show it's not worth it for me. It's going to take you a minute and a half or two to get into it. If it's right. only ten minutes, it's going to take you a minute and a half to get into something else. You, you, I can't, I can't relax. I can't unwind into the show itself. Right. It's very interesting. I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a perfect podcast. So like. that's the only that's the only reason I don't listen to every episode is sometimes sometimes they dip down in length. Right. There you go. All right. Well, that's our discussion this week of The Bugle. Since October 2007, uh, they've been uh, bringing us uh, the funny about the week's events. And you can check it out at thebugle.com. Let me make sure that's actually the website. Bugle.uk. Uh, it's the buglepodcast.com. That's the website. Go to the buglepodcast.com. You can find them there. You can also find them, though, on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and all over the place. Um, so go check it out. It's a pretty good show. We would strongly recommend it. You can also check our website out, podonpod.com. Listen to all of our other reviews and uh, make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Procast Network. Until next week, I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And this has been an audio newspaper for a visual world.
Nice. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.